CFR Network, CFR News. Good day, good night, all. As we can see, we have some feminine energy across the pond again. I have a legend with me at the moment, a uh, former adult entertainer, a um, very interesting young lady, an author, and we're going to be discussing this uh, new book. Uh, Dominique Simone, welcome to the broadcast, young lady. How art thou? Hi, how are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. You're most welcome. And thank you for firstly carving out some time uh, to, to have this, this conversation. I'm, I'm very excited and um, listening to some of the previous podcasts uh, that you have done of recent. You have oh. a, a very interesting story and I'd definitely like to, uh, to explore your um, human experience, quote unquote. All right. All right. So if we can start, if we can start with your book, you have recently released a book. If you, if yes. you can take it from there, mademoiselle. <laughs> yes, I recently released a book and it's called A Star is Porn. And um, basically, I wrote this book because um, I had a lot of people asking me, a lot of questions about how I got into adult entertainment and about my life. And I just finally felt like it was time to tell my story about how I entered the industry, what it's like to be in the industry. And, you know, a lot of the things that I went through as an adult video actress. So I decided to write this book during COVID and I felt like it was the perfect time. And yes. I'm really excited about it, the stars porn. And it's available on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. So I'm really excited about this book. Definitely. And I will make sure that all of the links will be below in the description. Um, is, it a, is it a meaty read? I mean, how many pages have we done, Dominique? Oh, wow. It's, it's 273 pages. Yes. Yes, and I have a lot of pictures in here, really, really nice, high quality pictures. And, you know, I start I start off from the beginning of my life, you know, when I when I grew up in, you know, Georgia, you know, and I show where I grew up and, you know, really, really nice photographs in here. So, yes, sign and everything really I'm, I'm really excited about about the book, really, really excited about it. <laughs> would, would it be classed? Would it be classed as a. Um... A biography slash tell all or are we just keeping it as about yourself and not trying to uncover things within the industry per se it's it's basically an autobiography and you know i i do discuss some things uh, some things that i went through some people that i encountered <laughs> celebrity encounters um and i talk about some of my fellow actors that i worked with in the industry a lot of the things that I went through as far as relationship wise and family wise. So I touch a little bit of everything in the book. Good. It's good. I mean, and another reason why I like to have these conversations, like throughout the various different types of guests that I have, but especially within the adult entertainment industry, because strangely enough, 
obviously it's a lot more prevalent these days because of the rise in, in podcasts um, as per the, you know, the COVID situation, etc. Um, so a lot more people have more free time and thought, actually, you know, let, let me tell my story kind of thing. So the barriers have kind of been slowly but surely been broken down or stuff. But prior, you know, when I've always been doing this kind of stuff, people didn't have a true understanding of why a woman would maybe enter the adult entertainment industry like what type of people and so many times and so many conversations that have been recorded and haven't been recorded it's not the what people think of the quote-unquote broken traumatized young lady who is potentially forced or stumbled her way into the industry a lot of women are highly educated very knowledgeable, have got multiple business, have got things going on. And it's like, well, why would you go for you doing all this other stuff? How did pornography sort of get into it? So this is, again, another reason why I do like to have these conversations, to peel back the layers, to surprise people that, oh, she's not just a, you know, an adult entertainer. She's a she's definitely a human being. She's had lots of different experiences. These are the highs, these are the lows. and wow okay this is where we are today yes 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 there are a lot of misconceptions about um women that are involved in the adult film industry and i have many friends that are in the industry i have friends that um work their way through school you know some are attorneys now some some were nurses at the time they were working so so you know girls enter the industry for a lot of different reasons yes Well, I think that that, that's a good point to start. I think in regards to your entrance, what was that? What was that driving? Talk talk to us a little bit about the, I guess the lead up to saying, well, I'm in uh, Atlanta, GA at the moment. Um, Let's get on the old Greyhound or the old, you know, and get over to that over that West Coast and start doing my thing. Actually, I, I grew up in Valdosta, Georgia. It's a small town outside of um, Atlanta. It's, it's okay. near, so it's deep, deep south. And I ended up moving to West Virginia with my mother when I was 15. And when I was in school, I just had this huge interest in fashion. And one of my teachers told me she was looking in the back of a Vogue magazine and she said, hey, here's a school that I think would be perfect for you. You know, it's in California. And I had plans to go. I wanted to go to Howard, and then I had a scholarship to go to Spelman in Atlanta. But I always had a dream to come out to Los Angeles, and I wanted to be a star. I was a big Michael Jackson fan mm. and I was, as a child, and I would tell my mom, I'm going to marry Michael Jackson. I'm going to be a huge <laughs> Prince fan. So, so entertainment was always kind of like where I wanted to go. And so when she told me about school, she, um, my guidance counselor submitted a letter to the school and I got a partial scholarship. And I decided, I said, I'm just gonna come out to California. I wanted to get as far away from Georgia as I could. And my, my family wasn't too happy about it. My, my mom to this day says, I wish I wouldn't have ever driven you to that Greyhound bus station. <laughs> and I, I told her, I said, you know, no matter what, I would have I ended up in Los Angeles. You would have got there. You would have got there got, somewhere. 
I would have gotten here. And my intention when I came out here was not to come out and get involved in adult entertainment. I came out for school. But of course, you know, coming out here, a small, a girl from a small town in Georgia and mm. overwhelming for me. And I had three other roommates that were with me and two of them went home. So me and my, my roommate, Charlotte, she was from Chicago and I went through a lot with her. She's one of the girls that I used to take to the Arsenio Hall show, which I was talking to you about. Okay. And um, we, we were just stuck with the rent and I was in a position where I was like, you know, I need to make money. And so I started looking through this paper we had out here called the LA Weekly and I saw something for figure modeling and um, it's bathing suit modeling, you know? Yes. I, so I go in there and the agent, he's just like, oh, you'll be perfect for this magazine. And he pulls out players and he pulls out like tell and he pulls out hustler. And I was just like in shock, you know, I was just like, I could never do that. And he was like, well, this is what it pays. This is what I do, you know? And it was just kind of like a bait and switch because, you know, you go and I went into this office and he had just, you know, all of these pictures of girls with bathing suits and you're thinking you're going to be this fashion model. And then yes. it wasn't fashion at all. So, so I ended up calling him a week later because things were just getting really tough. And I said, yeah. I'll do the shoot. And it was for Hustler magazine. Wow. That was the first thing I did for Hustler. And it was a girl, girl shoot. And the girl she was from, she was from Paris. Her name was Simone. And I had chose the name Dominique. So it was Dominique and Simone. <laughs> so, so, so that was, um, and it was a girl, girl shoot, beautiful, beautiful girl. And, um, at that shoot, I met someone that was in the adult film industry and she said, Hey, would you be interested in coming onto a set? And because I think you would be perfect for the industry. And I, I went on a set maybe like that next day and I was asked to work. And my first scene was with Peter North. The legend just, himself. <laughs> yes. And, and, and it was so crazy because the day that I was asked to work, um, Ray Victory, um, who was an actor, a big actor at that time mm. when I came in, and his wife were, they were actually, they moved over to Europe, I think. And um, I was supposed to work with them, but something happened and I ended up working with Peter North. And after that, there's this huge show that we have in Vegas every year. We have it twice a year. We'll stop there for a moment. Sorry, Dominique. So we, we, we can't just skim over the, you know, we, we, we did that. We did the shoot. <laughs> the next day we were on the shoot. We've got Peter North. So at that point, did you know who Peter North was and his, his... I had no idea who he was. No idea whatsoever. And it was so funny because when I worked with him, I was, I was 18 years old and I remember him saying to the director, I think she's underage because I was just, because, because I was so tiny everywhere. Yes, you know? yes. And, he, and we started working together. He was just like, you know, I think she's underage. And, you know, I had to, you know, show my ID and everything. And he was just like really nervous. You know, and the photographer was, he was just so excited. He was like, oh, it looks great. It looks great. Oh, this is fabulous. This is fabulous. 
So I had no clue who he was. And um, little did I know he was like one next to my future boyfriend that I ended up meeting on my net shoot, Chichi Boy. They were the top actors at that time. Yes, yeah, so it was pretty exciting. My first shoot was with um, him. And then Angel Kelly, I don't know if you remember yes, her. Yes, indeed. But Angel Kelly um, approached me to do a movie for her. And that would have been my first feature movie. And it was actually her last movie. And it was called Even More Dangerous. And I came in and played her sister. And, and I wasn't on the cover because it was her movie, but I, that's when I was introduced as, as, you know, the actress in the, the new, uh, the new, the new, and I kind of took over her throne and, um, I, I had seen Angel in movies before Angel. I just thought she was just so beautiful. Um, she was, she was just, in, she was so beautiful, long legs, just gorgeous. And such a such a nice girl and a good great business woman and a good director. So my experience coming into the industry was very, very good. Yes. And yes. you got to work with some you didn't necessarily work your way up the ranks per se. You were thrown in at the deep end. I was thrown in at the deep end with one of the biggest biggest adult actors <laughs> and and um it was it was exciting it was really exciting being on the set because i told you i went there and i was just just going there to see if i wanted to do it and so i'm on this setup and they had like different setups and it was a studio it's like okay. a regular studio and they had different and so I'm watching these girls running around with the big hair, the beautiful makeup, naked. Um, and I'm, I'm walking on the different setups. Maybe this setup was a bedroom setup. Maybe another one was like a doctor's office, you know, mm. and it's like in shock. I was in shock. It was like a totally different world for me. And I think that day, an uh, actor by the name of Ron Jeremy was directing for this um, company and they were shooting like on multiple stages. And he's the one that asked me, hey, would you like to work? And it happened just like that. Just like that. The mm, now infamous Ron Jeremy. Yes, yes. Um, a lot has happened with him, I guess. A lot. And so. I don't know like a, a, I, I didn't know um that side of him so I can't really speak on that mm. I I basically had good experiences with him and I used to hang out with him at at um we used to go to this rock and roll club and we would be sitting there and he's introduced me to a lot of like really famous people. And when we would be at this club, you know, everyone would come up to him and just want to shake his hand. And they were just like, he was just like this huge celebrity. Yeah. 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 It was Indeed. called the rainbow, the rainbow Room. We would go there and and he would have, you know, girls with him from the industry and the owner who we had the guest table. And, and it was just, you know, everybody just came up to him like 
oh, Ron Jeremy, oh, it's so nice to meet you. So I don't, I don't, didn't really know the side that everyone else is talking about with him. Mm, it's, yeah, it's, and this is, again, this is human nature. We have, we can have many different sides of us. And unfortunately, some people do have some quite dark sides, if, if all of these allegations are indeed correct and true. Um, yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, especially within the industry as well. It's 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 kind of like if this was happening. Well, I, 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 I didn't know people say anything. Yeah. Why did it take so long to come out? Because during my era in the business, I never heard anything about anything like that. So, and I was shocked when I did. So, yeah. It's yeah. It's. It's it's very interesting times, as you, as as you are well aware of, young lady. It is a very yes, interesting time to be alive on this plane of existence. Yes. Um, yeah. So rock club. So it it, it kind of strikes me of sorts that you're you know musically wise, you're quite eclectic in regards to your musical palette. <laughs> I. When I first came out to Los Angeles, I wanted to um, I wanted to get into the music business, and I trained with um, Seth Riggs, who was Michael Jackson's vocal coach. And I, I just basically thought that coming out here would be the easiest thing. It would be so easy to break into the music business because all you had to be is pretty. So you know, I, I had started doing the films, and and my popularity, you know, I started gaining popularity from that. And then I decided that I wanted to pursue the music, but the music business is such a tough business. And I was placed in a lot of situations where people were like, oh, well, I can get you to go meet this person or the head of Sony or, or, or this person, but you have to do this. And I'm like, but I get paid to do that. Exactly. Well, I mean, are, I mean, where's your contract? Are you gonna, are you gonna give me a record deal? You know, I'm a business. Hey, you know, I'm under contract with the company to do this. So where's this contract? You know, um, no. So you know, I was placed in a lot of situations like that. So I started taking the vocal lessons with Seth Riggs, and Seth was awesome. And um, he was he and and he had this really southern accent, and he was just like. You know, he was like, I want you to, he, he said, he told me, he said, you remind me a lot of Natalie. He had a kind of Southern accent. You remind me of Natalie. And I was like, Natalie, he was like, Natalie Cole. He said, you wow. ain't got no soul. So he's like, I'm going to send you over to the Ebenezer Baptist Church. And I want you to listen to them sign, you know, and he was this older white man talking like this. And I was like, so he was sending me over to these um, churches and, and have me listen to the choir and everything. And he was like, I really want you to like have talent, you know? He said, I want you to really know how to sing. Mm. So I trained with him for a little bit and I tried the music thing, but it was just like so draining. And yeah. it's just, you know, I can't even imagine what the girls go through that come to Los Angeles and want to get into music. It's just, it's very hard, yeah. very hard. I, yeah. I said, I said, I would rather do, do porn <laughs> wow. than go through what I was being yes. through. Yeah. Cause it, it seems that, that it, that even though it's, it's for some who aren't in the industry or aren't exposed to it outside of maybe 
watching it, they don't understand the business elements of it, that it is very con- contractually based and, you know, things, the, the boundaries, the things are put in place. And especially these days, you know, it, consent filming and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. And these days, you know, everybody, they, now they have the OnlyFans. And oh, yes. we, we didn't have that. But I, I really like the fact that now the talent can, the girls can dictate what they do you know, who they work with, how they do it. And I was in a position where I was, could do that myself. You know, I didn't have someone, I'm pretty sure there's some girls that have probably come out to Los Angeles been forced to do things that they didn't want to do. But I was fortunate enough to have, I had a boyfriend that was in the industry that was, that was a big star TT boy. So I, I had people that that stood up for me. I had an agent. I had, I worked in a professional environment. So it was much easier for me than it probably was for, for other girls that have entered the industry. Yes. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Now you mentioned your relationship with TT boy. Now looking at yourself and looking at TT boy, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's quite an odd couple per se visually visually the uh, well height wise you are tall you you are taller than him right yes i was taller than him yeah so just for me at least i think i'm really tall you know people think i'm i'm like 510 because i wear i have long legs but yes i really wasn't that much taller than him okay it was okay well yeah so how did that spark how did how did you how did those two attractions sort of take place i met tt on my second shoot it was a photo shoot and it was just instant chemistry the day that i met him um i went back home with him and i i stayed with him wow we were together off and on for about three years. And um, it was, he's just, he was just so nice to me. And, and, and he was just, he was, he, he thought that I was, he was just like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And he was just so nice to me. And it was my second shoot. And he was just so nice and just, just an awesome guy to me. And um, when, when we got together, he told everybody, this is my girlfriend, you know, don't mistreat her and don't mess her over. And because he worked all the time and he was who he was in the industry, yeah, you know, it really helped me a lot. Yes, yeah. we were, we were kind of like that. Um, after a while, we turned into that kind of Tommy Lee, um, Pam and <laughs> because it was, it was constant like chaos, you know, but a lot of that occurred because we had a lot of jealous people that were interfering with our relationship mm. especially the girls the girls it was just crazy we we had some some explosive fights and and every other week we were in Lloyd or we were something <laughs> happened so it, it was crazy and and jealousy yeah. on the girls part because they wanted to be in your position or they're just they wanted to, they wanted to be in my position. They were just, you know, and, and, and he wasn't innocent though. You know, he was doing things that I found out about later on, 
but you know, yes, they just wanted to create problems with us. Mm. And yeah. So, so it, it was, it was, it was, it was just really crazy. A, a lot of jealousy, but, um, we, we got through it for a little bit. And then after a bit of time, it was just too much. <laughs> I can imagine. And also you're both growing as, as, you know, as individuals, you were only 18 as well, three years oh, in. And he, and he had been working in the industry for about a year already. So he was already a little bit more advanced than I was, but he was already a huge, huge name. And, you know, we were, we were young we were making a lot of money and, you know, it, it was, it was, it was just, you know, just that Hollywood thing, you know, it was yeah. just, but you know, it, it didn't last, but we're friends today for That's a while, good. for a while we weren't speaking at all because our breakup wasn't a good one, but you know, Breakups generally aren't, though, are they, Dominique? <laughs> really, this, this one was this was really bad, and I, I did an interview for him in 2020, and, and we sat down and we talked about a lot, and that was kind of like a therapy session for for him and I. And um, yeah, we were just young, we were young, and yeah. and. You know, we both grown a lot and experienced a lot. And um, I, I remember when he 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 had he had a huge company, and I, I think he still has his company. And and I had a boyfriend at the time. His name was Tom Sizemore, and Tom was a, a big fan of of TT's. And and I called TT and I was like, Hey, I have this actor that wants to come and meet you. And I remember going over to his office and just sitting there and just looking at just every, all the awards and everything that he had. Yeah. I knew that he would get there because he was just so driven when we mm -hmm. were together and I'm sitting there with my new boyfriend and, and it was just like weird because I'm looking <laughs> at him and, and then my boyfriend's next to me. And so he was like, Hey, he asked Tom, Hey, would you like to go and, Pick out some movies, and Tom was like a kid in the candy store. He was like, "Yes!" <laughs> so, <laughs> so we went. We went. <laughs> he must have grabbed every every um um movie that that he could. He he grabbed like thirty movies, and <laughs> and so we're leaving out with this big box of of his movies, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I cannot believe this." Yeah, so that was kind of fun because the last thing I ever thought was that I'd be with my new boyfriend sitting in yeah. teaching and we're walking through his distribution center picking out movies. But it was really, it was really fun. And he was really excited to meet Tom. They had a lot in common. They talked about boxing and okay. it was just, it was fun. Excellent. Talk to us about your experiences, obviously, at that time. You, as you say, you're making a lot of money and you're experiencing life. Like, were you taking loads of vacations? Was you, like, just spending lavishly? Were you saving? I was traveling a lot. I was touring a lot. Um, I, I, I went to Europe a lot to work. I was just telling you I was at the Cannes Film Festival a few times. I, I was in New York a lot just traveling all over the world, dancing as a feature dancer and promoting my movies and just basically on the go. I, 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 I did 
live a little lavishly, fancy cars, um, <laughs> spent a lot of money on clothes and went to a lot of parties. It was, it was just a, a great time that era in the yeah. industry. It was just a different era. There was like a different element of class and different types of actresses. Mm. It's not the same. Yeah. Oh, we definitely is not the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, do you remember like Raquel Darian and Heather Hunter? Yeah, and Heather Dr Hunter, yeah, Midori, Mid Mocha and Chocolate. Yes. And and now the business is just so saturated with it's like so many girls. I don't even know any of the the new actresses now this as all. you said there's so many and also you know the thing which is quite disappointing of sorts as the as the names you've just mentioned you all of you have so much different qualities and visually look quite different whereas today dominique <laughs> it's Everybody like a, the same right yeah. Is that, yeah you know we we had different eras we had the the the, the big boob era you know so mm -hmm. so everybody you know they they loved the girls with the big breasts and i was under contract with the company that had all the biggest breasted girls you know lisa lips um Tiffany yes. Pat, both like that My, myself mimi miyagi savannah Ooh. so that was under contract with with a company like that and then you know i started off with video team and oh video. yes! Um, my babies got back. So back. Like I still got those on DVD, yes. young lady. <laughs> I did the very first one. Now they're probably up to number fifty. And so I, so video team came. They did their contract girls, and their contract girls they they transitioned from the big boobs to um, the very thin and petite girls like India Mocha. Mm. Midori. So, so then, then there was another era that came about where everyone's the butts, the butts. big booty, you got a big booty. It, it, it didn't even matter if you were fit, it, just as long as you had a big booty then. And that's where we're at right now. We're stuck in that, that era right there. So, so, so this has went through a lot of changes. It sure has. And what was your relationship like with a, a fellow um, black female talents? Did you have like a, a good camaraderie with them or? I, well, my best friend was Janet Jackme and we, that was my road dog. We did everything together. And um, I was friends with Heather, but you know, a lot of the times they, people would try to pit me and Heather against one another, you know, just like they do. And you know, just like they did with Naomi and Tyra and they do with actresses that are, you know, that are in the entertainment industry. But, you know, we never did feed into that. And, and I'm really cool with Heather. I think she's beautiful and, and we we're friends and she's doing her photography thing, right? Excuse me. She's doing her photography thing. Yes, she is. And she's a great photographer. I, I'm going to actually, she's asked me to shoot with her. I'm actually going to shoot with her whenever I go back out. She's in New York. Whenever I go out there, she's, a, she's just done excellent with the photography. And Definitely. You know, she for a little bit too. She was, she was in the music um, scene for a little bit too. 
Yes. Yes, she had, I think she had an album and everything. So, so I was just trying to do my thing, thing at the same time she was. And, you know, India, she was doing music and remember yes. Spontaneous Ecstasy was doing rapping. I don't know if you I didn't knew know. That. No, I didn't know. That's breaking news for me. Rapping. She, she actually was doing some stuff with Tupac. You know, he was working with her. I heard, you know, before he died. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of girls that were trying to do things in, in the music and pursue their career. Hmm. Shows that, uh, as we uh, spoke of earlier, the, the different dimensions of you, um, interesting young ladies yes. you're not just there for the adult elements you know you are, are much more than that yes we're very much more than that <laughs> totally totally so as you've you've you didn't quite nail down the genres of music that you were were into at that age um, I was really into like the more R&B, um, at first I wanted to rap and there was, they were like, oh, there's little Kim already, you know? So, so then I was like, okay, I'll try to do the singing. So, so I was mostly into like the R&B where, so, um, I think Heather was doing more of the house type music and then okay. yeah, and spontaneous was the rapper. And I think India was doing some rapping too. Rapping, yeah. I, and you know, I only found out that the India thing probably a year ago. I was thinking, oh, well, was I under a rock somewhere? That why wasn't this sort of oh, bigger I, news? I, I knew about her her music career because she had she threw a party and I um in Hollywood and and she performed, and that's how I found out about her musical side. And, 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 you know, Heather used to dance on Soul Train. Mm. So, so, you know, I, I knew that Heather was more so a dancer. And my friend Janet, um, Janet Jackme was a dancer. I'm actually, when I met Janet, I met her on a set and her boyfriend was Julian St. Jacques. So we were getting ready to work together and the director threw her in a dialogue scene and it was the scene that I was supposed to do with Julian. And I, I felt so bad because I was like, this is his girlfriend and they're throwing me in the scene with him. But, um, you know, we, we actually ended up becoming really good friends after that. Mm. Janet, another, another blast from the past. Another is she, what she, what is she doing? Um, and now she's outside of the industry what is she doing with herself? She's in New York and she's doing very well. We speak on occasion very well. Excellent. Excellent to hear. These New Yorkers, these New Yorkers seem to just be just hitting the ground running, doing all kinds.